0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of anxiety in us this week we talk about our recent visit to costco and how the experience caused an anxiety spike for lindsay along with that we also discuss how social media tends to keep these spikes inflated and how we have to handle it hope everyone is doing okay and staying safe remember to wash your hands enjoy the show is Lindsay and jake with anxiety in us
1: and i'm the one with anxiety lots of it this week
0: i'm so happy for you
1: you're happy for me
0: you know i'm so i wish you the best
1: best wishes
0: warmest regards
1: <laughs> that's a reference to schitt's creek in case you don't know in which case you should go watch it right now
0: especially during quarantine Netflix, you know, what else have you got to do? Except for those of us that are like us that are working during the day.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so we skipped last week um, because there really wasn't anything different happening.
0: Although we probably should just be more regular, especially if we want this to grow. So that's our fault. We'll just come up with random stuff. Um, (laughs) Well,
1: anyway, so... But was it, when did we go to Costco? Uh,
0: it was definitely last week after last Sunday, so.
1: So was it like Monday or?
0: It, no, it was. Or was
1: it
0: Sunday? I think it was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday.
1: Hmm.
0: Because my mom had been here. She came up in the Mother's Day or Easter was Sunday. So they were closed Mm -hmm. and then Monday, Tuesday, about Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those days.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so we went to Costco and this time, and we've been to Costco before, but this time they were requiring everyone to wear a mask or a face covering. And of course I was, I'm kind of like in the realm of, I don't want to wear these the N95 mask that we had um, from a long time ago.
0: I mean, it's only like the gold standard of masks, but you know, I'm just trying to provide for my family.
1: Yeah, but like <laughs> the mask is so serious looking, if I can describe it. And I just felt like if I put that thing on, all the fears that I'm having are going to come true. You know, it was like this metaphorical symbol.
0: What were your fears?
1: Um, that, like, things are really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Is that just your email?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I do to stop it.
0: Well, now you need to cut this out. But...
1: Very fine. So anyway, we went to Costco, and I just took, like, a bandana that I had and tied it around my head, um, because I was, like, and I was, of course, was like, oh, yeah, I just want to look cute, which is really just me covering for the fact that I didn't want to wear a mask because it would make me feel like everything's so, like, super real and super scary. Um, so we went to Costco, and... It was actually a little bit hard to breathe with it on the way I had it. Um, I didn't have it, like, I didn't fold it and use elastics like some people have been doing. Um, It's actually what I did today. Um, I learned how to do that, so I did that instead. It was a lot more comfortable. But, um, yeah, I mean, just walking around the store, I felt so self-conscious and just, like, I know everyone's wearing something, like a mask or something else, but, like, it just, it just heightened my anxiety, and so, like, by the time we got home, I was, like, in a really anxious place.
0: What runs through your head when you see that? Like, because I'm assuming the visuals are, like, is what's making your anxiety compound over and over again with the thoughts you were already just explaining, like, and then seeing it, like, hey, you have
1: to wear a mask. Um... It just makes me feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm thinking like I'm wearing a mask. I could get COVID-19 from somebody and maybe this is going to help. Maybe it's not going to help. And then, of course, you're, you're too because you're like trying to stay, to stay six feet away from other people and it's kind of hard sometimes when you're in a grocery store if there's a lot of people and you have carts, you know, and you're trying to angle your way around people. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, basically it's just like, is this, is this real? Is it going to affect my family? Because I've already heard people, you know, on, that I know on Facebook um, posting about how they know people who've died from COVID-19, and I just feel like people aren't taking it seriously, and then, like... Not to say I wasn't taking it seriously in in Costco, but I felt like if I I did take it as seriously as I should, then that means everything is actually as bad as it really is, as they say it is, you know, and I think that really just made my anxiety spike. And, And I think that the first time I did the whole mask thing in public, I think it was just scary for me. And then today, um, being like the second time, and, and also like my business now, trying to sell masks for people to wear that are comfortable, um, I think it's more along the lines of what they call, um, um, like, so like I was avoiding before by not wearing a mask, mm-hmm. but now I'm um, exposing myself more is what it's called exposure mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like con- cognitive behavioral therapy cbt is w- what they do and so like you're avoiding when you have your anxiety you try to avoid things you try to avoid situations try to avoid putting yourself in that situation and then what i'm doing now is doing exposure like little by little like maybe going to costco like in a full-blown like hour-long going to costco trip was too much for me at first. But now going to like Lowe's, which is what we did today, and wearing a mask that was like more comfortable to wear. It wasn't like super like super um what's the word? Uh I guess self conscious about it. Yeah, so the exposure is um something that I I do, but I don't really, like, think about that much. But I definitely feel like that's been helping in this situation. So yeah.
0: what made today easier than last week?
1: I think I was, like, more mentally prepared, knowing what I was going to deal with and what I was going to see. And, and that it was going to be a required thing. And so if I wanted to go to the store, I had no choice. I had to wear a mask, you know? Mm-hmm. But this time it was like, I've done it once, I've been through it, this time wasn't, I was not as self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But the aftermath of that anxiety that happened when we went to Costco was that I was super irritable, and I started... Oh, you were irritable? Yeah, stop. I couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah, and I was irritable and kind of snapping at people and it took me a minute to realize why I was being so irritable. Um, but then once I did, we, we talked about it and we figured out like how to deal with it the next time. And, um, which is good. I think most couples should do that. I think that if one person realizes, oh my gosh, my behavior was because of my anxiety, um, it's good to own up to it first off but also like you have to acknowledge that's what happened and then just move on and and prepare for future situations but it wasn't
0: like we we knew like oh when we got back and you figured out you were irritable it was like later that night because we were snapping at each other back like i was snapping at you because you were snapping at me and my fam and like and my mom and my brother and then, so I started snapping back at you. It just was a vicious cycle, but I wasn't, you know, on my part that when I were talk- was talking to you, I was not being mindful of your anxiety at all. I, it, that was one of those moments where I let it, I, I didn't sit down and think about it because as we've talked about, especially when my mom comes to town, I tend to not, it used to be, it feels like a different person, but I've definitely become more I don't know what the way to phrase it, but I've been working on it to be better but essentially just well, I become agitated yeah I act differently right. and I become irritable or agitated in a way not because of my mom's because I try and make everything good for her so it's you know on my tippy I'm on my' on my, on my, my
1: all toes a lot.
0: yeah. Yeah. which you know honestly you know i don't need to with her yeah just, i think i'm being more protective but that's that was something that i let slip on my end so which i you know i tried to own up to when we talked about it that night but you know i was just saying like it wasn't like we came home from costco and she figured out she was irritable it was definitely that at night because we kind of blew up at each other not loudly but we we could tell we were snapping back at each other and then that night we you know got together and talked about it more and that's when we were able to discuss it yeah so
1: yeah and that's like something that couples are gonna have to figure out themselves like how they deal with those situations and um and, and even like family members not just if you're in a relationship but if you see your family members like being really irritable and stuff and you know they deal with anxiety like just know that that's a side effect of their anxiety that's a sign that they're having an anxiety attack of sorts
0: there have been times where i've been able to catch it and i just say i think you ha- is your anxiety spiking and you you've been able to you, it, that's when you like you realize it probably has been mm-hmm. and so we've been able to discuss but we just let it linger all day that day yeah to where it just combusted you know at that point in time uh when we were snapping back and forth at each other so yeah but but yeah you know it's a definitely a hard It sometimes we let it let it go and like like i said on my end i forget sometimes and you know it's because we're human and sometimes we just let it lapse and um you know it's something we we can do better, but like you said, not not every couple is gonna be the same. No, we all have our different ways of communication, and to be successful. I mean, like we keep saying, there are, I have a, a lot of my closest friends. They come up to me and tell me, oh, I wish we had a I I or I hope I have I have um, I hope my marriage is like you and Lindsay's. And what I always tell them is like you have to go through a bunch of shit first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you gotta get through the shit just to see even the good parts. Um, yeah. So, you know.
1: Yeah, we've been through a lot of rough times. A lot of times that we didn't realize my anxiety was causing strife between us. And because it really does affect your behavior mm-hmm. um, and your habits and and in your attitude. Um,
0: like I, I've noticed when, like, especially from that day, when your anxiety starts spiking, you become, you start... The, I try to
1: control everything around me.
0: Yes, right. Like you, you, you try to, you become controlling and you start questioning everything. Like in your, you know, you bring your, your, you, as I tell you, you bring the work home. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't, <laughs> you like, at least with me, you cannot talk to me, not uh, accurate, accusatorily, uh, oh. word of the day. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you, you should, you, I, I do not respond well. When you, like, if you are going, well, why do you do this? Why do you approach it that way? Well, I'm like, if I give you an answer and it, it does answer the question or I feel it answers the question, I feel like, hey, that, um, you know, the more you pester and linger, that's when I'm like, I remember there were times I, I almost blew up at you, but then I realized like, I just need to tell you straight up, don't bring work home. <laughs> and then, you know, you re- you tend to realize, oh, well, okay. Whether or not you're satisfied, that's a different story. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, there's there's different. I th- my um, experience has been I there are different tendencies that you evoke when your anxiety spikes. Yeah. And I think maybe that is I can't say that's the same for everybody, or it's the same type of tendencies. But I believe I wonder if that's the same for people who suffer anxiety. They have certain quips that when they are going through um, an anxiety spike, they let out. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can be different for everybody. That's why I say it's a side effect yeah. of your anxiety attacks. It it could be it could manifest itself as, as something different for everyone. Um and I know right now a lot of people are like staying home, which is what you should be doing. But a lot of people are dealing with how their depression may be getting worse or their anxieties may be getting worse or manifesting themselves in different ways than they're used to because life is different than we're used to right now.
0: How are you handling the current world of when you're at home, fortunately you're in a better position where you have somebody you love and trust. So your depression doesn't take over i feel as much mm-hmm. um compared to you know those of you know
1: like people who are alone the
0: people who are alone who have that but the counterpoint is let's say you were in that but then you're like i want to go outside i want to you know sunlight you need vitamin d to help with depression so that's yeah. one of the natural cases but then you go outside and like you mentioned everybody's wearing masks like yeah. how do you or how have you been going through when we do our walks and you see that like how do you, how have you been handling that? Because that's like, okay, you're spiking at home, but then you're spiking outdoors and you can't win, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I try to ignore it or not look at people or just, um, I think the exercising helps deal mm-hmm. with it. Because it's like releasing endorphins and making me feel better at the same time as I'm seeing somebody in a mask, mm-hmm. you know? But also when we're outside it's like it's an open space and we walk near a park and in, through, through a neighborhood into a park and around the park a couple times and people try to stay their distance you know they are six feet away and it's open space so it's not like you're in costco where you're in an enclosed space with a roof and the fluorescent lights and stuff and aisles and aisles of stuff all around you where you feel crowded so i think it's very different
0: well i mean i think to our case like we started saying that oh if we go like if if we need like go to costco i'll go because i can yeah handle the mass and everything yeah what are some things that you are um hearing from others like as far as um things to do to help ease the anxiety what have you been doing what have you found helpful you know like you mentioned the walking yeah the, the sort of exercising's really help- been doing been helping
1: like anything else yeah the walking is really helpful um i've been reading been working on my business and trying to keep um my customers interested in buying from us and talk to my mom every now and then I think that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, like, we talk on our walks, so that's nice. You know, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been nice. I haven't been really freaking out too much until this whole mass situation, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everybody I know is healthy, so I'm just trying to keep a level head about it and not let... My fears take over.
0: But then that also bleeds into the fact of not even just the outside stuff, but like, what you brought up earlier today, like the, um, like stuff that you're seeing on the internet. You know that causes oh, yeah. like anxiety spikes and everything like that. How do you handle you know, the thing? Because I mean, granted, we can probably stay off sites like Facebook, Twitter, all social media. But either way, like to be well informed, you're still gonna find like yourself dealing with like news headlines and stuff like that like you know yeah in the known so
1: it's really hard when you see po- people posting things online like so today or was it today or was recently i don't know which day it was but um they opened up like the beaches in florida mm-hmm. and all these people are rushing to the beaches and enjoying the beaches and it's like Can we not be this this stupid? (laughs) You know? Like, why are people gathering outside with with like no regard for other people's safety or health or or life, you know? And it's just that to me triggered me because we've been all sheltering in place and staying home and wearing masks and staying six feet away from each other as much as we can and all of a sudden they just open up the beaches and everybody's just like oh fuck that you know <laughs> like we're gonna just be whatever you know two feet away from each other or whatever you know and in the water and
0: i even think like if the beaches are i mean in the beginning i think when they first were open the problem was you saw mass amount of people you know uh, um congregating, congregating yeah. together which then spikes, oh, there's, there's high risk of the spread where like, for example, we walk to Lincoln park here in DC and there are people at the park, but they're well spread out. And recently there are like national guard police out yeah. making sure, you know, we're staying safe distance. I can see in the beach scenario where like back home,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: if the beaches are open, like as long as people are well apart, you know, granted there's not, it's compared to it's it's hard to compare it's almost comparing apples to oranges because a beach is long (laughs) you know you're not whereas a park like the park we go to it's very condensed and it's easy to maintain Mm -hmm. compared to a beach so there are challenges there but let in just this giving benefit of a doubt even though i personally believe they should be closed but benefit of a doubt people that are there if they're keeping their distance is like okay but you're still at risk but you know i'm not gonna uh, you know I, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say, but that is you know, it's it, I can see where it's causing, uh, just seeing it right. Like your anxiety well, flare up because then you're just like, well, this thing's there's... gonna happen. What it's like a downstream. Like you is I would assume, you see it happening there. And it's like okay, this thing's gonna still linger, like for a long time, and I'm yeah. not gonna be here.
1: Right, and it's just gonna make it worse for people like us who are staying home. Yeah. And you know the other thing too is you know you have people that you that you let you know and you love posting some stuff that honestly makes you irritated and just like so upset and frustrated because you're like, "Why do you think this is okay?" I just feel like these people that you know and love they they are posting some stuff and you're just frustrated because. You just don't want them to be thinking this way or about the coronavirus in such a way and you're just scared because they can influence other people. Yeah. Like, they can influence other people to... And I hate to be, like, kind of rude about it, but acting stupid, you know, like, these people going to the beach. I don't want people, other people I know and love to think it's okay and for that stupidity to spread... Like wildfire, and then the virus it gets even worse, and more people, more people die. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just where my fears are going, and that's where seeing that stuff on Facebook can spike my anxiety, and and then it just gets to the point where you're like, the world is gonna burn, basically. <laughs> you know, and then your brains aren't turning, and that's why I had a headache earlier because I was just like, oh, all this stuff, just swirling inside my brain and you wish you could stop it but is it hard
0: hard, is it hard for you to just ignore it or like you see that and you're you know for example for me i i've seen stuff like that and people complain i'm like i just not i sit there and go well you're an idiot and just move on with my day i'm like okay whatever like that you're gonna if you want to put yourself at risk that's when you don't blame anybody when you're in the hospital going why do i feel this way it's like well. You know, that's on you, but I've, I've been able to acknowledge it and then move on, and I understand, like, when you do see that, it sounds like it's not as simple as just,
1: you no, know, it, it's I mean, in your head. I want, and then sometimes I do comment on those posts and just be like, I don't understand why you listen to these people or why you think this way, you know,
0: mm.
1: and it's just like... Again, like I said, it's my fear of like, if nobody puts that doubt out there, everybody's gonna be like, oh, maybe this person has a point. And it's mm-hmm. just like, if nobody adds a comment of like doubt, then everyone's gonna continue believing that that's a good thing to think, you know, <laughs> when it's yeah. clearly um, stupid <laughs> and makes no sense and it's frustrating. Because, you know, the politicians out there, who are asking people to stay home are not impeding on your rights. They're trying to protect people.
0: And not just the politicians, but like doctors, right? Like the doctors are still saying, stay home, you know, do all this stuff. And, you know, if doctors, no no matter party affiliation, so the politics is out the window here. Mm -hmm. If doctors are saying, you know, we recommend stay home, social distancing, everything else like that, they're looking out for your best interests and we have to believe the experts and you know it's it's unfortunate because in this current time and place in history we have a, a movement that decides to be more libertarian with their like with their beliefs and be like oh i just watch on my own it's like well you didn't spend over 200 plus years commutatively or with with all these minds in one room yeah. you know the 200 years of experience and knowledge to go this is the best way to you know approach something that we've never approached before right. in this lifetime the last time we've done with something that like this was 1913 with the spanish flu before that with the bubonic plague and you know these other spaces in history to where i can't imagine what people with anxiety and depression which was not highly known in those eras back then you know what they went through and It's, it is a struggle, you know? So, um, but I just, it, I guess I can see where your anxiety starts flaring up because you're like, why the hell are people not listening, you know? And it's hard to answer those questions, but you know, as Forrest Gump says, stupid is stupid does. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: it just, this the spread of news is so rampant with technology these days that that's just really where my fear comes from. You know, like if people are saying, "Oh, it's fine or they're impeding on our rights, so I think we should be able to go anywhere we want." Or and then there's the other other people who are also saying um they just want the economy to to not go down the gutter. And I'm like look we all want that (laughs) nobody wants the economy gone to the gutter trust me I'm a small business owner I know you know I know what we're dealing with right now I am right in there with you guys but I also don't want to die and I don't want other people to die I think that for the good of everyone else we need to stay home we need to practice social distancing not gather in large groups and probably wear masks you know I don't know about the mask thing that's still kind of a back and forth you know one point they were recommending people wear masks and the point they're saying you you don't need to wear mask. so
0: what's the uh, what's the thing we learned in business school and especially in econ 101 supply and demand yeah we have to have, in order for supply and like in order for the on the graph for the it to meet the threshold you know you need the demand there for the supply to be uh, dwindle, but if there's no demand, how the fuck are we going to supply? My point is, is if you wipe out the demand, a.k. In this point, your consumers. Yeah. Y- yeah, we all want the business to succeed, but they need people to spend money, and nobody's going to spend money if everybody is sick. And yeah, Zombie Land Two and yeah. so it's um, you know, it's it's it's, it's a hard life.
1: It's, it's mind boggling <laughs> to me that people think it's okay to be yeah. going to the beach in Florida. And gathering in large groups. I mean, they, I saw the videos and it was like hordes of people. And I was like, this is insanity.
0: Well, so then in, for somebody that suffers anxiety or has anxiety, not suffers, but has anxiety, how do you how do you um, take in the news and try and not let it affect, or if it is affecting your anxiety, how, how do you handle those? How, um, that situation?
1: I mean, that's a probably a really good question, but I mean, I think you know, because I have a journal that I should do every day, but I forget to do it every every day. But it basically like it's a, it's a start today journal from Rachel Hollis's company, and it basically asked me to list the five things I'm grateful for, and ten things I made happen, whether or not I made them happen that, yet or not, because. You put things into existence by writing things down and then it has like what's the first goal I'm gonna start with to meet those make those dreams happen and that journal is a really great journal because it makes me really think okay what am I truly grateful for like it could be little things it could be general things it could be big things Like, I could be like, I'm grateful for the sky because it's bright and blue and makes me feel happy. I don't know. You know, stuff like that. Or I could say, like, I'm grateful for my husband because, like, what would I do without him? But it really makes me remember, like, like, it really grounds me, you know? And I feel like, I feel like that's a good tool that I use. And it could just be simply, like, you journal every day your thoughts and just getting your thoughts out, or that's a good method of coping. And, I mean, it depends on, like, everybody's different. But for me, like, the journal's good or I'll play Animal Crossing <laughs> or something. Um, just something to distract me from real life um, and to make me feel like, like there are more important things than... The crazy pandemic that's happening right now and the stupid people online
0: i will say i think the animal crossing has been therapeutic for you because as yeah. we brought up earlier you need control right and yeah. sometimes if you lose control or you feel like you're losing control you react negatively mm-hmm. you know you start you, you become irritable and everything like that and it, it within that realm you know it's literally a not kid because it's mostly adults playing this game but it, it's is video it's another version of like sims or something that you can control the yeah. outcome because you're like okay if i do this then this and this compared to that um you know so that i can see why it's therapeutic yeah. you know so that's that's good I and mean, you know, i mean i'm sure if anybody else is, has it you know Lindsay's always looking for friends and you know is not spending working you know valuable working time doing it but when she's slow you know a slow time she'll She'll pick it up and do whatever they do on Animal Crossing. I don't know. I don't play the game. My <laughs> brother and her do. They, they bonded really well over that. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, yeah. And I showed them the memes. But, you know, um, I will say I think that has been their pretty But back to, you know, kind of going back to the control thing, what happens, like, what, what do you think, for example, you brought up the day that we, um, the low point of the last week. So when we were at Costco and you were lose, you felt like you were losing control and like, I can't do this, do this, this, whatever. And we talked about it like with family and everything like that. How, how do you, um, how do you not settle, but um, try and approach the aspect of, if you, you're, you are snapping or reacting because you can't have control, right? And you may not, like you mentioned, you weren't aware of it at the time. So you were, you were, you were trying to gain control of the situation and everything else like that. So, but you were snapping and nothing productive was being done. How do you, if not gain control of the current um, um, things going on, how do you control it within yourself or within your mind? Be like, okay, I, I obviously have, I'm not going to be able to control this whatever this is right now I can control my my out my approach or my outcome reaction towards it is that how do you do that
1: yeah that's kind of what happens um so like the other night I realized okay uh my mind is racing I don't want to do this I don't want to do that I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and I finally was just like I just need to go to bed you know I realized that like and it was like, it was early. It was, like, 8 o'clock. And yeah. I basically was like, all right, I guess I need to go to bed, and maybe that'll make me feel better. So I did that. And then you came up at one point, and I was like, I wanted to talk to you. So we talked, and we talked about what happened. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I realized that I was being irritable, but there, I, here's things that were triggering me, you know? Like, uh, certain things that people were doing. And we tried to walk through and rationalize well they're doing this because of this and that helped me like calm down and to a point where I was like okay I I like to understand things and I think that helped me feel like I had control over things
0: and even then like I remember you brought up the case and this is actually what I was going to talk to you about maybe very next week and next week's episode we'll talk about it but like the family right and everything like how how do we handle that so um preview for next week um but you brought like we we discussed it and obviously i was in that state of don't you do we talking about my you know <laughs> my family whatever when you are from my family but the point is is i the next like we talked about it we did come hey we came to reconciliation I'm like oh, okay well next time in the next few weeks when in this scenario my mother when my mom comes back we'll we'll plan ahead and be like hey Put yourself here like have it organized where because you know as the way my mom works is like you tell her what's where good good to go and so yeah but then like the next morning thing like you know i was like oh everything's moved cleaned, organized, and you were like oh so we didn't even have to bring it up which was fortunate you know normally you should talk about it or at least like As we approached it, like, okay, we don't have to make it. confront the situation. Yeah, and you don't have to confront it in a way like, hey, uh, when you talk to you, just more of like, okay, let's approach it to where when she comes in town next time, we have a plan of, like, we'll clean up the area and go, hey, you can set your stuff right here and you just, you know, access everything. Yeah, and to,
1: like, kind of add to that, um, I mean, it wasn't very organized or clean to begin with. No. And I think I had it in, like, this chaotic, organized or chaos or whatever you want to call it. Yes, as they say. And then, then when she put, like, her so on top, I was like, now it's really messy. <laughs> it's
0: like it's like my desk before, well, when I was with my previous employer and then my current employer. It's like my desk where it was a shit show, but I knew where everything was. Right. I knew where my pencils were. I knew I had a system. My old desk was worse than my current desk, even though my current desk were in flex seating, which means i don't have a desk anymore and that's a whole nother bad that's a whole and nother thing at that's home and
1: your desk is the well, yeah so that's
0: where i've been i've been accommodating well um and i'll get into that in a second but like i you know point is, is i understand that like the chaotic thing but me that's something i think we need to maybe as a family sit down and go here okay let's make a system you know yeah. and now that we have my brother staying with us for you know a while like, your your days, been but, great, yeah, yeah so um
1: like, I honestly can't really think of anything I can complain about from your brother. Because
0: <laughs> he, he's he Cause he, comes, he's doing great. He's very organized like you. And so it's, you know. It's I mean, system. he looks
1: things a certain way. Maybe I don't. No. But it's like, I can respect that or something, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, no, like, I think, you know, it's, I I do think, like, for my own experience, like, there have been times where I've been irritable, but that's just because of the current situation. But I haven't found myself irritable because oh, I'm stuck inside all day. Like I said, I found I'm actually, I'm in a system. Like you we are talked. Thriving over yes, here. Yes, I am. I am. I am productive. I, you know, I talked about it the past few episodes where I have a system where I get up, I take a shower, I, you know, make brew brew the coffee. And then I sit at my computer, my personal computer, and r- jot down what I want to get accomplished for the day. Um, basically, items outside of work. Um, you know, I work until usually four thirty Eastern time, and then you know I go about my day and I, I keep myself going, and so I ha- always have something to do. And as I mentioned last time, I get about eighty percent of my tasks done, which is which is good. You know, that's a B in school, that's a okay. B plus. You know, B B plus in some areas depending on who's the teacher, but. I I get about 80% of my my tasks done. I'd love to get 100, but, you know, honestly, if I get 80, that shows me I'm I'm productive. I'm over my halfway point. I got a lot of stuff done, and I can feel fulfilled and then do the same thing again. So the repetition has been helping me keep sanity. But, like I said, I've also found maybe I'm just okay with, you know, staying in and doing my own thing. But, um, you know, it's – I'm not – again – I feel like I'm an outlier compared to some of my peers and to you, but I also am fortunate that I don't have a diagnosed um, mental illness as far Mm -hmm. as so, you know, I don't have that, that, um, that, that, uh, struggle to deal with. So, yeah, which is why I'm constantly learning how do you deal with it? So I can better understand how to approach these situations. So, you know,
1: yeah. And, um, Gosh, if you guys are home alone and you need somebody to talk to, you guys can always message us on the Anxiety and Us page, because I know people who are, um, you know, they're at home alone and they're not exactly in the best place, and so I just hope that you guys know that you guys can always reach out to us, um, and you can always email us too at us at gmail.com, um, you can always reach us there, um. And if you guys are also like dealing with different situations, or you relate to what we're going through, or what I'm going through, you know, feel free to write in and and or comment on the Facebook page or message us, and you know we'd love to hear from you guys.
0: You should probably try to start checking the email.
1: I do check the email. Oh,
0: excuse me. I should probably start checking the email. <laughs> so no, yeah, definitely do that. Um, there's a actually I'll find that that animal crossing meme I, sh- I sent to you and i'll share it on the page because uh, if you're a parks and rec fan you'll definitely love it you know but it's it's definitely a um a mental health joke um you know yeah. I-, I think something that you know, something that suffers from anxiety and depression can really laugh at and especially if you're a huge parks and rec fan like us
1: or an animal crossing fan
0: both yeah which she is the both and i'm like <laughs> one of the other so i had to ask her explain this situation yeah, but i, I got to just joke. joke so but her and my brother really enjoyed it so yeah
1: it's pretty
0: funny um but yeah reach us uh, you know reach out to us there and you know we'll be back next week um i think yeah. we'll start trying to do these weekly and you know if
1: we've been pretty good i think last week yeah. was okay it if we
0: come hard. to a point you know maybe we'll just do or if we don't have anything to talk about A, Q&A, something like that We'll see, we'll post it early or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yep. we'll try and grow and grow, you know, uh, basically create community. That's the point of this, you know, for... point of the, the, the talk is not just for Lindsay and I to, you know, talk and everything or for her to have a pseudo-therapy session without a therapist <laughs> or a clinical therapist. Because, um, you know, I can understand this is her laying everything out, but just to understand what's it like to be in a situation where one suffers from anxiety and depression, the other doesn't. and It's a learning experience for both, you know, because like Lindsay talked, when we first started, Lindsay just expected everybody to know what it's like. And, you know, the sad reality is we don't, those of us that don't have, it, we don't, we, we, we try to understand why don't you just take pills and feel better. And so it's a, it's a conversation and something that never ends. And so just reach out to us and we'll be happy to, you know listen to you guys and talk with you and
1: and share your story
0: yeah share a story let us know how you're doing um and you know
1: yeah let us know how you're doing during this whole quarantine pandemic situation
0: what are you doing to get by how are you and your you know if you have a significant other or um or a not even like a romantic significant other if you have like a a friend or something like that somebody like that's in our situation it can be anybody. It doesn't have to be husband, it could be your best friend, best friend, you know, somebody that, that doesn't have anxiety, anxiety and depression. How do they, you communicate with them? Do that. You know, let us know. And, you know, cause this is not a one way street where I have all the answers of, Oh, this is how somebody that doesn't suffer from these handle it. Cause each scenario, each case is unique. So, you know, we just found what what works for us and, you know, we just try and are pr- trying to, um, pass it on from what we've learned and, you know, we're going to constantly learn and it's not the, it's not a, um, one size fits all scenario. So, Right. True. so anyways, you know, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, oh yeah. But before we go, yes. we'll do Lindsay's thing, which we're probably going to be, it's going to be like the Hills. <laughs> we're going to run out of stuff and so like, okay, let's swap it up
1: um yeah so it's what is it three... uh three things
0: you're thankful for
1: yeah three things you're grateful for
0: two things you one
1: want to accomplish, accomplish and yeah.
0: then one thing you learned from a challenge or failure mistake.
1: yeah so three mistake things okay three things you're grateful for go
0: uh i'm grateful that um i am grateful that my mom has been here for a week and has been healthy even though <laughs> I understand <laughs> uh but I am grateful for my mom uh just being here and um you know she has she's helping out you know in her own ways and yeah. you know doing everything she can I'm just grateful that she is healthy um I'm grateful that my brother in Atlanta is healthy he messaged, reach out today and is staying okay and so there's that and I am grateful for, um, you know, I'm still grateful for to be in the position that we're in, um, being able to be in a secure place uh, financially and emotionally and to continue on where I know others aren't having such great luck, um, you know, so, yeah. you know, I'm very, very grateful for that.
1: Um, I'm grateful... For the great outdoors, being there for me right now, being able to walk every day has been very, very nice, and, um, I look forward to it. Um, I'm grateful for my cats, because they keep me so much company, and they're just so cute and entertaining sometimes. (laughs) Um, and I am grateful for family, because, um... It's been a long journey for me with family um, to get to a point where I'm actually grateful for them because there's been there have been a lot of times when I wanted to just get away from my family and I think now I'm in a good space um, with my family. All right, two things you want to accomplish this week?
0: Well, I've actually been reading every night, so that's good
1: good Look at that. right, that's an
0: update i've been making my another thing i've added to my regimen is before bed i come up and try and read for an hour try in the way of try and do a, a chapter a night but you know sometimes the chapters are too long or i just get distracted but i do read i've been reading so since i've been able to accomplish that i want to um now focus on you know i want to create more specific goals for my day mostly my goals have been generalized like read for an hour do something like that i think one thing i've learned and it's been said before you know nauseum, is you can make your goals very specific they're more um, attainable Mm -hmm. rather than being broad and vague you know like Mm -hmm. read for an hour like well what do i want to read a chapter okay read for an hour is is specific you know that doesn't mean that you're not measuring the quant quantity quantity of pages being read but more of the the quantity of, of time so mm-hmm. it's a table but just like for example work stuff like oh prep, read this swift stuff like whatever so do that um and then the second thing is uh i don't know uh run i want start to start start well run's a, a flat. uh it's a flexible term. I would like to jog or walk very fast <laughs> on these situations. So that's what I want to do.
1: Um, I think for me, I want to start working out more. Okay. Um, that could be a slip, lifting weights or jogging. Um, and then I'd like to read more too. I've been kind of slacking. I did read like six chapters of Rachel Hollis's book the other day but I then I left it and I put it down. I tend to do that. I tend to like pick up a book, read it, and then I leave it and don't read it for a while. <laughs> and I kind of want to like continuously read things. I have a bunch of books I want to read and I'd like to get a lot of reading done right. if I can.
0: And what's one thing you learned?
1: Oh, well you have to go.
0: No, you go, we're swapping it.
1: All right, fine, one thing I learned. I learned that if I'm cranky, I need a nap
0: that too um and one thing i learned is um oh how to communicate with you when you're um at least how do how do we address it earlier than waiting it to just linger all day and Mm -hmm. let it blow up so there's that
1: already well that's it for us today on this week of anxiety and us
0: (laughs) yeah that's all folks
1: oh god he thinks he has jokes guys and, more, and lots of emails, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fair. <laughs>
1: Alright, guys. Well, we will talk to you next week. Please stay safe and healthy and sane.
0: Bye. Bye.